Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, we're going to try to connect with Chris Mannix. I just want to throw out his headline from his most recent Sports Illustrated piece because I think it it is the food for thought that all of us are tossing around today. The headline is, Warriors believe in themselves. Maybe you should too. So, do ya? Right? More and more? Pop quiz, hot shot. Do ya? Do you believe in them? Yeah. Um... It's getting we, easier to believe in them with each passing day. We believe. We believe, indeed. Yeah, so so where is this going? I mean, that is, that is the constant question, and that means two things, this year and beyond. Let's find out what uh, what Chris Mannix has to think. One of our favorites and a great writer out there, the articles in Sports Illustrated. Maybe you should, too. The Warriors believe in themselves. Hey, Chris, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Uh, a lot, quite a bit. Where Everyone's trying to figure out you know they don't want to they don't want to get the old okie doke here but uh, so uh it's good sometimes to get the perspective from outside the city with no emotion are we supposed to believe in what we're seeing right now well the sample size is getting bigger by the game right and you know over the last 11 the the numbers speak for themselves you know winning 9 out of 11 having a top 3 ranking in offensive and defensive efficiency being fourth in net rating, uh, you know, you see some of the tweaks that were made, specifically playing Draymond more at the five. Uh, all these things are working. And, you know, look, it's not some young team that's getting hot that you wonder if they can hold up over the course of the season. We've seen Golden State, you know, do this before. You know, granted, this has been a, a tougher season than most, but, you know, Steph's not going to tail off. He's probably only going to keep getting better. Uh, I, I think Draymond's been great since he's been back uh, in the mix. Kaminga gets better every single game, and, and I think we're now firmly all on board on Brandon Pajemski being, you know, what he is this year. You know, a, a solid scorer and a, one of the best rebounding guards in the league. So, you know, I, I think you can have some faith that the way the Warriors have played over these last eleven games is something that's sustainable, something they can hold up over the final 25-plus games of the season. 10-5 and five since Draymond came back, but I want to ask you more about the Steph Curry part of this because he's 20 days away from his 36th birthday, yeah. and Mark and I were just talking about what a contract extension might look like in a couple of years. Is this the new normal, Chris, with players in their mid-30s continuing to play elite basketball? You know, I, it's probably case by case, right? Um but in today's NBA, especially if you're someone like Steph Curry that plays largely on the perimeter, and look, Steph is, is abnormal too in that he is, I mean, his motor is second to none. I mean, he is constantly in motion, so his conditioning has sustained him, you know, into his 30s. But, yeah, I mean, look, it, it is something that I think is, is going to become more the norm, not, not just in basketball either, but in all sports because the training is a little bit better. The treatments are a little bit better. Teams are 
as we've seen in the NBA, more and more wary of burning these guys out. So they're going to to go out of their way to to make sure players are fresh and healthy over the course of every single season. So yeah, I, I think for you know for top line guys and even for second tier guys, you know, I think you'll see a lot. You know, you see PJ Tucker in his forties now. Like I, I think you're you're going to see a lot of guys that have a particular skill set able to play deep into their thirties. Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated, with us, Willard and Dibs. Chris, you know this. All of the talk is sort of about, like, the future. What what what, what do you do, right? Do you kind of stick with this, the status quo? Do you make big changes? For you, what's the line that decides that? How far do they have to go for the organization to sort of stick with the current plan? I think getting to the second round and being competitive in the second round is probably the floor, you know, for for what you'd need to see. Look, the, the play-in tournament, if, if it stays kind of the way it is right now, which is no guarantee because the Western Conference standings are as fluid as anything, but, I mean, the play-in tournament is probably going to be brutal, right? Like, I think Phoenix is still there, is where they are right now. Dallas is in there, Golden State, the Lakers. I mean, that I means in the NBA's dream because their play-in tournament will be have major markets and major stars competing in it, but... I think getting out of the play-in tournament is going to be tough. And when you get to the first round of the playoffs, you're talking about matching up with a Denver or an Oklahoma City or Minnesota, the Clippers. Like These are tough, tough series you know, to try to get wins. But if the Warriors can get through a first-round series against one of those top-tier teams, and I think they've got a good chance against you know, at least a couple of them, um, I think that would be enough to to double down on this version of the team and and try to build on it moving forward. And that's interesting because the Clay Thompson piece, the the deeper they go, would probably mean that he's playing pretty well as a six yeah. man. Do you see Clay looking at a future here as a six man and taking a discount, or would he be looking for greener pastures, getting more money in a new location? It's hard to say. Well, well a couple things you said there, right? Like. There will be teams after Clay Thompson this offseason. Uh, even though it's been a struggle for him this year, I have not talked to many, if any, people that think he's just washed, right? Like, this, it's been a tough year. Um, it's been a tough transition for them. This team's obviously better with Pajemski in that starting lineup. Uh, you know, Kaminga taking off has added a new wrinkle to it. Andrew Wiggins getting back to his former self, you know, the last 11 games to a few weeks is adding a new wrinkle to it, but he's still got some game left. So there will be teams, maybe it's Philadelphia, New York, teams that are out there that are going to look to to make a run at Clay Thompson. But if I'm Clay Thompson and I don't want to leave, like, there's nothing wrong with embracing a six-man role. Like we, It's a small sample size, but that Utah game was great, and maybe he can't play you know, a 35-point, 28-minute type of game, but he could easily average you know, 15, 16, 17 points off the bench and extend his career. I mean, we just talked about, you know, guys playing into their thirties, you know, guys like Steph can do it as, as, you know, starters and stars, a guy like clay, how he's going to do it is adapting and, and changing his game, his, his place on a team. If he's willing to become a sixth man, I think you could see a, a valuable player on the Warriors or elsewhere that can play deep into his thirties. Chris, you mentioned being all in on Pajemski and who he is, but but who's he going to be? What's his ceiling? I don't know. I mean, 
he's fun to watch. I, I love his rebounding first and foremost. What's the average? Like seven and a half rebounds a game as a as a starter. Um, it's it's re, you know that's a valuable tool. Like especially if you're a small team like Golden State, if you can have a guy that's six four out there pulling down seven rebounds a game, that's a a huge huge asset to have. Um, I, I I I have to punt on that. I don't have enough information on him to, to figure out what his ceiling is. I think he can be a a, a starting player on a championship team. I, I think enough of him that he could be that type of guy. How, how he evolves offensively, you know, how he... Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. game diversifies the next couple of years that's just hard to predict right now especially when he's playing opposite someone like Steph Curry but he he clearly fits into what Golden State is trying to do and it's been such a huge uh, huge boost to them to have him playing I'm loving your piece here at SI.com and the whole idea of do you believe do you believe in this do you believe in that and I got to the do you believe in Andrew Wiggins portion of the article And I thought you could have written 17,000 words on that, Chris, because, I mean, Warrior fans believe and don't believe, maybe over the course of two possessions. So where do you think the belief is with Andrew Wiggins internally? And do you believe in Andrew Wiggins, Chris? I think the jury's out, you know, both internally and externally. Yeah, Yeah, it it really is. Like Because, again, using the same phrase, sample size, we've had a pretty big sample size of him being bad, right, early in the season. And... But watching him play, you know, last night and watching some of these Warriors games over the last three weeks, it, it, he just seems to have his confidence back. And, and you can see it when he's out there on the poor. He's not hesitating. He's attacking. He's, he's making plays without thinking. Um, and I think it's been contagious for him. He just gets better and better every single game. I mean, if, if you put a gun to my head, I would say, yeah, I am believing Andrew Wiggins for the rest of this season because that, that player's still there. Like, he's not an old guy. Like, that player is still there that helped the Warriors win a championship in 2022. I'm, I'm based in the Boston area. They still have nightmares about the way he played in 2022. So <laughs> I, 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 I think that guy is still there. And I, and I think the player we've seen over the last three weeks uh, can be the guy and probably will be the guy that we've seen, that we will see over the next 25 games or so. Chris Mannix with us on Withered and Dibs. Chris, uh, this is interesting because right now our minds are suddenly, and your article is about the present, uh, but there's been so much talk about the future, and Joe Lacob recently said that uh, his belief in the future of the Warriors is sort of because we're the Golden State Warriors. We've built a brand that gets out. We are going to be a free agent destination and sort of meant that whether Steph is here or not. Do you, do you believe that? No, uh, no, I don't believe. I don't believe. I, look, the New York Knicks are a brand. They have failed year after year at getting free agents. They had look. They had two star players in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving pass on going there to sign with an organization in Brooklyn that has no fan base whatsoever and has, has no brand and no identity at all. So, no, I, I don't think that the 
Golden State Warriors as a brand, the Chase Center as a building, living in San Francisco. Like, I don't think these are the kind of allures that are automatically going to attract free agents. What free agents are attracted to, especially in this modern era where it's it's, it's difficult to to put together winning teams, it's going to get even more difficult, frankly, to put together winning teams because all these tax aprons are coming in. It's going to make it really hard to 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 put that together. They're they're attracted to you know star players being there already, and they're attracted to smart front offices that that make the right decisions. That's why look what what Golden State did in this past draft is is that that's among the reasons that guys will want to play there because they're able to get cheap talent you know in the first and second round that can play for you right away. If you have a proven track record of hitting on these kind of draft picks and supplying star players with the kind of support that they need to win championships around them. That's what's going to lure guys there and make them a destination. Not, you know, what they've done in the past. Because the past, look, the past of today's players, it's largely irrelevant. Are Steve and Steph here in Golden State part of what could also be attractive? The idea that you can come here and be a part of a share-the-ball culture and playing alongside one of the greats to ever do it? Absolutely. I mean, as long as Steph is playing, guys going to want to play with him. There's, there's no doubt about that. Uh, and Steve Kerr is, you know, look, he's, he, I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know. He's a player's coach and guys want to play for him, whether it's, you know, with USA basketball or with the Golden State Warriors. He is, he's built himself into that type of, uh, of guy. I just, I mean, I, I think for Golden State, what looking externally is probably not going to sustain them in the future. It's internally, like the improvements and the growth of Kaminga the rest of this year and into next next year into a guy that's net, that's, you know, now he's at number two option, get him into like that one, a level where he can be, you know, a consistent 20, 25 point per game scorer Like he's been over the last couple of months and continued improvement from Pajemski, getting him to like a 15, 20 point per game score who does a whole bunch of different things. They've got room there for enough internal improvement to put them into the mix for a championship over the next two or three years while Steph, you know, presumably is still playing at this level. Chris, it's interesting that you just said that internal versus external, because what, what if it doesn't go well? What if this turns the other way? What, what are the external options? And, and, you know, we could even ask it this way, like what, what are interesting names that might be on the move this off season? Oh, it's, it's, it's tough to, tough to envision it right now because so many teams are they feel they're competitive right like the 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 way the play in tournament has has changed things that you've got a lot of teams that believe that if they can just get in they can make a run they saw what miami did last year you know going through the play and getting to the finals and especially in the western conference um you've got some options there now off the top of my head you know i I think atlanta is likely to blow it up I, i don't know if DeJounte Murray makes a ton of sense in, in, a, in a situation like Golden State's, but he'd be available. Trey Young might be available. And the teams people are keeping an eye on at the top, most notably, is probably Minnesota. Like, if Minnesota flames out in the first round after having this great regular season, you could see a shakeup there that maybe involves someone like a, like a Carl Anthony Towns who could be on the move. So those are the, the stars that are there. But I'll be honest with you guys. Like, when, when I think of Golden State, I think if, if it doesn't go well – with this group. I don't know that the answer is trying to find someone on the outside to bring in that 
would make them a championship team. You, you, you might be in a position where you have to blow the whole thing up. And as painful as that might be, if you're, in, if you're looking at this team and saying, all right, we're a, a first-round team or a second-round team for the next two or three years if we just keep this group together, that's not a reason to keep a group together. That, that, you know, getting to the second round of the playoffs and having a group stay together for the entirety of their careers, that's not a, a plan for an organization. So uh, my opinion has always been if it doesn't work out, with this core, it might be a, a situation where they have to go a completely different direction. And could that direction include LeBron James, the player that they were so covetous of at the deadline? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think LeBron, the people I've talked to around him have been pretty steady in saying he doesn't want to leave LA. Now that is for, you know, basketball reasons. Sure. But as, as much lifestyle reasons, remember he signed with LA in 2018 when they were really bad, like it wasn't like he was going to a contender like he did with Miami. And like he did when he went back to Cleveland, he, he liked the LA lifestyle. His kids, his family are entrenched there. And my understanding is he doesn't want to leave. And I also think the Lakers, the Lakers are as well positioned as anyone this off season to do something significant. They could have as many as three first round draft picks to deal on draft night. And they could have a contract in D'Angelo Russell's and, and some other pieces that they can move to make the money work. So you know, they're a team that's going to be aggressive in trying to to add talent to that roster. And I think they're going to be successful. And I think that's going to be enough for LeBron James to want to stay. Chris, I, before you go, I just want to make sure I fully understand because the lack of external options, uh, that there's that situation. But you kind of also mentioned that, uh, that, that if this doesn't go well over the next 28 games, it, it, it is time to maybe blow it up. What does blow it up even look like for the Warriors if they were to do it right you know, now? It, you know, it, it, I, I think it would probably begin with moving off Clay Thompson. Maybe he wants to sign somewhere else, and and you just go with younger, cheaper options. Um, that would be the first thought that jumped to mind. Look, I mentioned like I I, I live in the Boston area, and I, I covered the Celtics for a long time, and and go to a lot of their games and. So my, my view of building teams is often through the lens of Danny H because I, I covered him the most early in my career. And Danny's opinion is either you need to be really good or really bad. Being in the middle is not acceptable. That's why when 2012 rolled around, he dumped, you know, legends. He dumped Paul Pierce. He dumped Kevin Garnett. He dumped Rajon Rondo. That was a second round team that, that the Celtics walked away from. Um, but he, he just believed that if you're not going to be a championship contender, there's no point in keeping that group together. Now, I don't think that Mike Dunleavy and that front office will have the same approach. They'll do everything humanly possible to build a contender around Steph. But there may be a moment where you have to look and say, "Is what's the best solution to make this team a contender You know, four or five years from now? Is it making a, a big deal that really shakes the roster up? Chris, it's wonderful stuff, and uh, the article's a really good read, and we appreciate your time today. Anytime, guys. Okay, Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated. Uh, article literally ends uh, with uh, with this line: "They believe." Do you? Right. It's like a movie trailer. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 